We have the Constitution. We have the Bill of Rights. We have a Republican form of government. So how did all of these government officials, elected and non-elected, obtain all this absolute power? Let's find out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sons of History podcast. I am Dustin Bass. I'm what? I'm Why do you have that mask on your face? Take the mask off, please. I can't even understand what you're saying. Oh, you're a double masker. Fantastic. Nice. Dr. Fox, you know, he did. What? Dr. Fox, he said. We're in Texas. Are you kidding me? You're a triple masker? Hey. What is going on? Dr. Fauci said we have to wear triple masks. Even though a year ago he said... I don't want to hear Dr. Fauci's name ever again. Not that I'm against the guy. But he's but the like authority to, on, yeah, on everything. Yeah, I like to do things, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, unbelievable. He's the authority on everything, is he not? I mean, yeah, okay, he I, has become the authority on everything. Yeah, I understand. And every year, other public health official. Well, I understand a year ago he said we should not wear masks because it's actually be more harmful. Mm -hmm. We'll be fidgeting with our faces yeah. and all that. But now he said something different. So, you know, you I mean. Yeah, abide. Yeah, you know, follow the science. I, yeah. <laughs> and I, I find it interesting that when he said, you know, we're going to get into that later. But before we do, let's do our book and movie recommendation. All right. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. go All right. Uh, the Plague by Albert Camus, or I'm sorry, Albert Camus. Uh, if you look at it, it's Albert Camus, but it's Albert Camus. He's a Frenchman. Uh, the Plague uh, was written about the city of Oran in Algeria that was infected by a plague in the 1940s. Uh, pretty good book. Mm -hmm. um, I did read The Stranger. I like that one also. But uh, yeah, I mean, they figured... Uh, Granted, we're not in a plague or anything like that. Nothing of the sort. But not even close. It's, you know, it's still a good book to read, nonetheless. Yeah. So that I think be... you brought The Stranger up uh, yeah. one time yeah. and threw me off. I, I had no idea what you are talking about. Well, you know, The Seinfeld, well, the, last like the, the, Seinfeld, the last episode of Seinfeld. The last episode of Seinfeld, yeah. It's The Stranger. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So uh, now, movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Now, the reason for that is if, uh, for those who saw the movie, you'll remember where the government wanted to vacate an entire area of Wyoming. So they pretended that there was this uh, chemical leak, a train, mm -hmm. and everyone had to wear masks. Everyone was being evacuated. And, uh, you know, the main character, although Richard I don't... Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. And uh, that uh, blonde that was with him, I forgot her name. I have Melinda Dillon. That's it. Okay. I haven't seen her. His wife was Terry Gar. She was pretty, pretty nice in that movie. But uh, yeah, but yeah, him and Melinda Dillon, they were like, you know, they took off their masks and they're like, they breathe in the air. Air is fine. Nothing's mm -hmm. happening to them. But yeah, you know, all this mask stuff. Like we have to wear the mask. It yeah. kind of reminds me of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. It's in the air. Yeah. It's. Everywhere. Boy, are we going to get on that. Yeah, because I'm, we have to discuss people that we're watching driving yeah. around. Yeah, with driving masks around, in walking around car. by themselves. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful thing to see how the American people are really using their noggins. Anyways, uh, my book and movie recommendation, my book recommendation is Democracy in America by Alexis de Tocqueville. Also, a Frenchman. A Frenchman. Yeah. Yes, uh, he wrote this. Uh, on his visit in the 1830s to the U.S., and it still stands as probably the best book written on more or less the foundational principles and, and how America is, how America works. Now, he was not um, illusioned, if you will. He saw the errors in the American ways, uh, but he also praised the good things in it. So it's definitely a book that you need to read. Definitely a book to read. All right, my, my movie recommendation is one I watched again the other night, Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams. That's a good one. I never uh, saw it. Are you serious? You've never seen it? Mm -mm. 
Gather you rosebuds while you may, old time is still a flying. And this same flower that smiles today, tomorrow, will be dying. You sure you're not talking about John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men? I am talking. the flowers? No. But, no. Which was in The Walking which Dead, Which was in The, the Walking way. Dead, yeah. yeah. With two little children. Yeah, yeah the two yeah. little girls. Ooh, that really was nice. freaky. But, that uh, was a little messed up. But it, yeah. was, it was good because it was a throwback. Uh, no, um, not talking about that. Anyways, really good movie, especially if you like literature. Um, and if, especially if you're a teacher, also a really good uh, motivational uh, movie to watch. Especially as the year is coming to an end, you may be drowning in a sea of work. And may, especially with this year, trying to figure out, is what I'm doing really making a difference? Well, if you're a good teacher, then yes, you are making a positive difference. If you're a bad teacher, then you are making a negative difference. So, uh, find some motivation. All right, that is it for the book and movie recommendation. Now, I do have a question for you. Why, and, and this is for you as well, why is it that there are so many people who are who have become, at least here recently, or, well, this is not recent, this is, a, this is a common thing, it's so weird. Why are so many people so trusting of the government and the media while at the same time professing to not be trusting of the government and the media. I find that just really odd. That kind of reminds me of a discussion we had about gun control where there were certain segments of society who absolutely did not trust the government. They did not trust the police, yet would vote in candidates that wanted to strip people of their right to bear arms. Mm -hmm. Um, and only let the government and the police carry guns, which yeah. to me just, I mean, just did not make sense. It's yeah. like, I, I don't understand your thinking. You, you're trusting in the government to protect you, to watch mm -hmm. over you, but at the same time, you don't trust the government. Yeah. And now here we are with this, uh, with the uh, COVID-19, and yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. It no, just it does doesn't. not make sense. Yeah. And I think that there's also to that, this fatalistic, from a gun control perspective, a fatalistic viewpoint of, well, how are you going to fight against the government? Well, your yeah. last stand is probably not going to be, you know, your your fists. Well, you're never you know? definitely not going to be so. able to fight the government if you are disarmed. Right. I think you'll have a better shot of fighting the government if you do have arms. But that's, right. again, that's another rabbit hole. Exactly. Um, yeah. But... It, it just goes to show that there are people who are constantly saying, like if you were to ask them, do you trust the government? They would say no. Do you trust the fact that they spend the money that they get in an accountability, in an accountable way? Uh -huh. No. Well, they can't even, they're mismanaging. And yet they want to increase taxes right. and they're, they're fine with, with that. They're but. mismanaging our government as it is. The yeah. finances of our government. Um, trillion, Just trillions of dollars. Trillions, trillions of dollars mm -hmm. in deficits. And, you know, if you're going to account or any type of accountability, it's like, well, you know, the people are not paying enough taxes. Yeah. You know, come on, people, make up. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, you got to make do with what you have. And okay? I find it, yeah, it's like, they, and then it's like, well, we need to create another agency or another department within an agency to account for or really keep an eye on this uh -huh. thing. It's just like, what kind of in other words, of, put more money into well, it. It reminds me of work where we have these meetings and meetings mm -hmm. and meetings to discuss why are we not catching up with our work. Yeah. And yes, that does happen. We have a meet. We had a meeting not too long ago. Why are we so far so far behind in our work? Well, I don't know. Let's see. We have a Wednesday meeting, and then we have these uh, like we have like two or three meetings per week that takes ninety minutes. During that time, we're not doing our work. So yeah. So let's have another meeting to discuss yeah. why we're not catching up with our work that we're getting far behind. It is funny how corporations mimic big government. Yeah. Or the government in general. It is really ridiculous. So it's not so much like this is strictly a government thing. No, this is like a human nature thing. That you want to control everything, every little thing that everybody's doing because you don't trust you know, the little guy to do his job or to do his thing or to be a good citizen mm -hmm. or to take care of their own family or to take care of themselves. So we've got to control every yeah. little thing. 
So it's not so much just the government. This is a human nature thing that has to be stifled, which is what the founding fathers had in mind. Like, okay, we, you know, what well, is it? Know, uh, they had plagues and, and uh, pandemics and epidemics in those days. You know, the yellow fever was a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, so they did not state in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights that all these laws are just except when we have a pandemic yeah. or, you know, then then we have to push these emergency powers that restrict or curtail our civil liberties, our civil rights. Mm -hmm. Well, it's uh, like they, Madison said, if men were angels, there wouldn't be a need for government. Right. And if government was run by angels, there wouldn't be a need for checks and balances. Well, we have to have these things in because somebody and or a large group... Mm -hmm like we, we experience here in the, in the States, will want to take absolute power. They want to take more power into their hands. And we mentioned Fauci earlier. Fauci is, you know, this guy who is now almost single-handedly running the country, running people's lives at extremely intimate levels of here's what you can do, here's what you can't do at very, like, intimate levels. Wearing a mask. Yeah. You know. I know. I mean, did you see the confrontation between him and uh, Dr. Rand Paul? Mm -hmm. um, you know, now I, I want to say Dr. Rand Paul because he is a doctor. He's a medical doctor. And he got into it with Dr. Fauci um, in the Senate regarding right now the, the big thing is, okay, well, if you've been vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask. And, you know, Rand Paul was like, Okay, we're, we're not providing an incentive to get the vaccine because you're telling people, well, you still have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And what he was stating was, we have no solid proof that people who receive the vaccine can still infect other people. There's no proof. There's, there's no solid evidence of it. Yeah. And Dr. Fauci was like, well, you know, there, there is the potential with the variants. And but before he could finish, because Dr. Paul... You know, he's, Rand Paul's got only so much time to speak. He interrupted him and said, wait a minute, we don't have any solid evidence. We, you know, we have no proof. Everything that you're stating is based on conjecture. And mm -hmm. that's it. And, you know, Dr. Fauci, I mean, he really didn't have an answer where yeah. he could provide proof that people are getting infected from those who have the vaccine. So, and he stated... Everything you're doing with the masks yeah. is all theatrics. It's all and, for show. And it, like we were talking before we started recording, it, it's he's coming from a place of authority, an argument mm -hmm. from authority of, look, here are my credentials. Whatever it is that I say, you should obey. And that's it. Like, you should not question. And a lot of people out there will argue mm -hmm. that point. Like, how long have you been in the medical field? And I'm like, right. I've never been in the medical field. I'm not a doctor. So then how can you question, like, well, because I'm human. Well, I remember, I remember in the 1980s when it was believed, it was believed that there's a possibility that AIDS could be spread by mosquitoes. Okay, so it's just, you know, I mean, granted, yeah, that's not the end-all be-all of the argument, but that was something that kind of reminds me of mm -hmm. this whole thing with the variants that, okay, you could potentially spread these variants even though you have the, mm -hmm. even though you, you had the vaccine, what Dr. Rand Paul was saying is, is that no, that's all conjecture. Yeah. You, you don't you don't have any evidence to back that up. Right. Until you have the evidence, right. you really can't make the claim. So you know we're we're you and I are, are watching people driving. They're by themselves in their cars. They're wearing masks. Windows up. Windows up. Uh, you people, I, I see people out in the middle of fields. They're they're jogging. They're walking. I, just yesterday, I saw people walking around wearing masks and. They don't have anybody around them. Do, do you remember about, I want to say it was about a year ago, less than a year ago, where there was a guy in a boat in Los Angeles. He was just canoeing or paddling yeah, a boat. Yeah, he's a, he and, a... And the police, I mean, he's out in the middle of the water. Nowhere. There's no one around him. And the police come up and they're like, or the Coast Guard or whatever yeah. that was. And, and Multiple boats. Yeah. And they go after on, this guy. Cops on the beach waiting for him to come in. Arrest him. That's I mean, the insanity. Yeah. And people, and you can't justify that. I'm sorry, people. I know some of you are like, well, you know, masks. You know, right? And, and, and believe going, me, there are a lot of the, it was against the ordinance. There's a lot of mask Nazis out there, and I've faced I've faced quite a few yeah. of them. 
but it, it just, you know, it troubles me to see, you know, I know we've talked about memes, but there was a meme that was, that's being spread around that where those who get pissed off at you for not wearing a mask, they're not mad at you because you may be spreading the disease. They're mad at you because you're defying the state. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, um, and the thing is, I, I don't know like, the motivation for the anger. I mean, I, yeah. I you know, I, I see the anger. I remember that time I told you about when I was in the bookstore. Yeah. And okay, my nose was sticking out. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there was a guy that was really being nasty with me. And I just said, you know what, the hell with this. And I left. Yeah. So. I, and the thing is, is like to be to an extent a good citizen, as we talked about prior. Mm hmm. You have to defy the government at times when they are creating unlawful edicts, laws, um, when they, they are doing things that are unjust. Yeah. And when that's you, the when, word, when unjust. That's the, when that's the case, mm -hmm. it is it behooves us as citizens of a country to adhere or to, to hold close to the things that make our country good. Not hold close to the things that make our country bad, that make our country less free. See, a lot of people are holding on to these things because it comes from the mouths of their masters. Yeah. And I'm going to just call it like it is. Like Anthony Fauci, for some people, that is their master. Yeah. Like he owns them. Like if he says, you stay home for the next two weeks, don't come outside, they will stay home. They will stay home for two weeks until he says you can come outside. That's a that's a bad mentality, and that is a bad citizen. Yeah, that's well, just plain and we we discussed. Okay, we discussed about like supporting the police. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we support the police, but we don't give them carte blanche to do right. whatever the hell they want. Okay, if if uh, if a policeman is doing something wrong, you got to call him out for yeah. it. Okay, and you know. And the same thing has to be with the government. If the government is doing something that is unjust, you have to call them out. It doesn't make you a bad American. It actually makes you a good American if you're calling people out for unjust laws, for mm -hmm. unjust rules that now it's becoming, you better do what the government tells you. If you see something and it just doesn't add up. I mean, look at, if you look at what's going on in California versus what's going on in Florida, okay? The rate of infection, from the things that I've read, the rate of infection in Florida is either the same as in California that has all these draconian laws that's killing businesses mm -hmm. versus Florida that, you know, it, they're not doing it. Okay, yeah. so, you know, you have to kind of say, wait a minute, what is going on here? How come Florida is a lot more free where they don't have these mask mandates, but in California they do, they're very strict, yet the infection rate or the death rate yeah. is about the same, yeah. that, that something doesn't add up. Something doesn't add up. And you have to ask yourself qu your, qu this question, would I rather be more free with the same results or less free with the same yeah. results? That's it. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about some of the past pandemics, epidemics, different things. Yeah. To give perspective on where we are right now with this pandemic situation. Yeah, this, because... This year-long issue. Now, I will say... You can go back a year from now, and we did a thorough breakdown of the history of pandemics, like going all the way back to the Black Plague mm -hmm. um, of what, 1300s, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we, we break it all down. So this was March of last year. So right. if you want to go check out the, the podcast, um, go do that uh, and check it out. So. Yeah. So, okay. Now. The reason why we're doing this part is because we know there's going to be somebody that's going to be screaming, people are dying. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know that. But, you know, anecdotally here, I don't know anybody. I don't know any single person who has died of COVID. Yeah. I had. A, I know someone who knew someone. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point. Now, I know mm -hmm. several people who have... Who, were infected with COVID. Right. I know quite a few who have yeah. been infected with COVID. Yeah, I've got neighbors. Um, yeah. But, um, but I, you know, I had a friend of mine who committed suicide because of the whole restrictions mm -hmm. of COVID. Couldn't see her granddaughter. Um, you know, I have people who have died of, uh, of Alzheimer's. I have friends who died of alcohol poisoning. Um, 
you know, tr uh, car accidents. But I don't know anyone who's died of COVID. Again, mm -hmm. I'm not stating that, you know, but if, if, if the death rate was as rampant as they're making it out to be, mm -hmm. I should know people who have died of COVID. Yeah. But, you know, I was uh, going through the uh, Johns Hopkins website and they were saying, okay, now 123 million people worldwide have been infected. Uh, 2.7 million um, have died. Now, I know we've had this discussion. Did you die of COVID or did you die with COVID? Mm -hmm. Okay, now um, that George Floyd guy, he died with COVID. Yeah, I know. But, but is that... But it, and you said that was the That's probably only, only American. Person, yeah. yeah, the only American with COVID who didn't die of COVID. Right. Okay. Everybody else gets labeled. Right. He died of COVID. Died even the people COVID. who were shot, even people who right. had motorcycle accidents, even right. people who had stage four cancer. We had, we had people who fell to their deaths. Yeah. Um, they are being listed as COVID deaths, but it, it's not necessarily that you're dying of COVID. Mm -hmm. It just means you're dying with, with COVID. COVID. It's, right. like, it's like you have cancer, but somebody shoots you in the head. Okay, is that considered a cancer death? No. Exactly. So, but and the thing but, is, the CDC put on there, like, really opened it up for um, physicians to more or less tamper, not tamper, but feel free to put the cause of death to be COVID. Yeah. Even if technically it wasn't COVID, mm -hmm. and then there was financial incentive to do so. Now, you can go check that out. That was put out by the CDC on their website in, in April of last year. So we've, right, now we have had uh, about 29.8 million Americans infected, which is still far less than the 61 million who were infected with a swine flu about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't have when, uh, or it was H1N1. That H1N1. Was a, this was a swine flu. Okay. Uh, we, I don't remember there being any shutdowns whatsoever. Nothing. 61 million. Okay. Um, but the mortality rate, the mortality rate of COVID is nothing compared to say like the plague mm -hmm. or, um, even tuberculosis. I think tuberculosis is about 10%. So, um, I don't know. I'm You're the guy with all these yeah, well, okay. medical numbers. Uh, You're the doctor. Okay. Tuberculosis, you have 10 million people infected worldwide with 1.5 million deaths. So that's 15%. That's a 15% uh, number of people who get it, who catch it, die. That's quite a bit. Well, the COVID is somewhere around 1%. How many? Okay, so if you have 1.5 million deaths, but 10 million infected, that's 15%. I don't think so. I think so. Well, maybe. Yeah. Because if 1 million ha die from 10 million who catch it, that's 10%. Well, wouldn't that be 0.5%? So if you had no, 100 no, no. million who, who got it. No, 10 million. 10 million infected. Mm. Oh, but 10 million. I like 10 said, million. Yeah, I like 10, 100, yeah, no. 200 million. Ten, I got, that's what I got. Uh, 10 million are infected, but 1.5 million die. So that's yeah, 15%. So, you know, now the the bubonic plague, the death rate, the mortality rate is almost almost like 90%, I believe. The um, bubonic plague? Bubon the bu Texas? No, the bu no, not the, <laughs> not the blue bonnet. <laughs> bu the, the great, the black death. 1347 to yeah. 1353 or something like yeah like you caught that you died yeah and you died very horribly right that i can understand okay lock people up in their homes but uh, no i can't even understand that well you would you advise people here's what's going on and you're honest about it there's mm -hmm. been so much dishonesty over the past year about this pandemic it's insane so people can't definitely can't believe anything that's been going on 100 percent yeah you advise people, here's the situation at hand, and here's how easily you can get it. But there's been so much misinformation, disinformation, outright lies, mm -hmm. even from people who are supposed to be trusted, that you can't trust yeah. anything now that's, that's being said. And, you know, we advise people, don't smoke. Yeah. But, you know, you can, I mean, if you want to smoke, go smoke. Mm -hmm. Now, we have um, something like uh, the highest... The number one killer in America is, is uh, heart disease, mm -hmm. okay? We advise people to have a healthy diet, yeah. but we don't force people to have a healthy diet. You really want to cut the death rate? Yeah. Okay? You, yeah. Force people. You can force people to eat certain Yeah, you foods. really want to lower the, yeah. the insurance policy costs? Okay. Uh, now force people to 
be healthy. Influenza, you have about uh, up to 500,000 to 646,000 deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's worldwide. But, uh, but we, again, when, when the flu hit, you know, we advised people to get a flu shot. And we advised people, and you should be doing this anyway. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. If you're going to touch your face, go wash your hands. Yeah. If you're going to eat, wash your hands. If you're going to, you know, like stick. See, I'm not touching you. Yeah. Thank God. Wash your hands. Oh, worry. I washed my hands before. Yeah. Yeah. And then you came in, but, scratching your butt. Well, it was it. You had a long drive today. Yeah. So I mean, just common sense, people. Come on. Yeah, I mean, use common sense. But to sit there and say you have to wear this on your face when you know that it doesn't and and does not really work. Again, Doctor Fauci. Not Doctor Fauci. Last year said that wearing a mask is strictly for comfort. Yeah. Okay. Now, what happened within this twelve-month period? Now, all of a sudden, they're saying, yeah. I understand and, the and concept. And Ron Paul, he said, you know, now you're saying double masking. He's like, isn't yeah, this all tri- like theatrics? Yeah, triple masking. I understand the concept. And he was saying, look, if you're like a medical doctor, okay, yeah, we understand. But um, right now, it, it, it's becoming more of, of like control. Mm-hmm. We have to control the population. That's what I'm seeing when I see... I mean, we saw that guy at the, We saw that guy at the grocery store. Yeah. He, he says, do you have a mask? Yeah, and he then, works there. Right, yeah. and then a girl comes up, and he takes his mask off to talk yeah, to the girl. To talk to her. Yeah. Because she was... Well, I mean, she was... Very pretty. Yeah. But well, I was like, come on, you know. And but, he's sitting wanting to enforce a mask. Yeah, he's like, mask. you got a mask? I was yeah. like, you do. Yeah. But he take. Yeah, he literally he lowers the mask to talk to the girl. There's I mean, the I, common would sense. The, I would do the same. Yeah, thing, right? but, yeah of course. But it's, it's uh, do what I do or do, right. what, do what I say, well, not what I... So we have these issues at hand. Everybody wants to be a tyrant, that's for sure, um, from the young to the old. But if you don't actually have the power to enforce, and trust me, you can read Writs of Assistance by James Otis on Writs of Assistance. And you need to read that because this is that, but 250 years later. It really is. It's eerie how how similar. But we have some laws that have been passed federally and statewide, uh, various states, that have given power to people who are not elected and given absolute power to people who are elected. Um, One of these laws, and it's the whole don't let a crisis go to waste, right? right? 1944, the Public Health Service Act is passed. Well... This was all about, you know, uh, com- combating potential pandemics, combating potential, like, I guess, almost bio- bioterrorism, right? But it really wasn't about that. It was about, you know, right towards the end of World War One, you had the Spanish flu. Right. The Spanish influenza of 1918. Well. That killed a lot of people. That killed right? a ton of people, right? Well, people were still going about their business. Um, 1944 comes along. And they sign into law the Public Health Service Act. Now, I want to read a couple of things just to give people a rundown of how almost carte blanche and how open-ended it is for people to have power over you. These people are not elected officials. They're appointed. Section 264, you may want to check this out. Go online and look at it, the Public Health Service Act. It is Section 264, uh, Section B. Apprehension, detention, or conditional release of individuals. That's nice to know. Mm. It says, regulations prescribed under this section shall not provide for the apprehension, detention, or conditional release of individuals. That's nice. Except for the purpose of preventing the introduction, transmission, or spread of such communicable diseases as may be specified time to time in executive orders of the president upon the recommendation of the secretary in consultation with the Surgeon General. Now, the Secretary and the Surgeon General, not elected officials. These guys are, are appointed. They're, they're brought in by, by the President. Well, um, that really opens it up, except for the purpose of everything, you know, everybody's able to go about their business, except for the purpose of trying to prevent the introduction, transmission, or spread of a communicable disease. 
which means I can pretty much do anything I want to when it comes to apprehension, detention of individuals, American citizens. Uh, section D says this apprehension and examination of persons reasonably, this is so scary to me. It is scary verbiage. Reasonably believed to be infected. Reasonably, like, that's an open-ended. Now, is this where they can arrest you or? Yes. I mean, this is what it is saying. Hmm. Apprehension and examination. What do you, like, they're going to apprehend you and then ask your permission to examine you? No, they're going to forcefully examine you. Uh, it says regulations prescribed under this section may provide for the apprehension and examination of any individual reasonably believed to be infected with a communicable disease in a qualifying stage and A, to be moving or about to move from a state to another state or B, to be a probable source of infection to individuals who, while infected with such disease in a qualifying stage, will be moving from a state to another state. Such regulations may provide that if upon examination any such individual is found to be infected, he may be detained for such time and in such manner as may be reasonably necessary. Mm. Like, it's all about the verbiage. Yeah. Reasonably. According to who? For such a time? How long is that? <laughs> we'll leave it up to the health officials, you know? And in such a manner, what the hell does that mean? Like, like what What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. You can't do anything because now it's law. Now that's, a, that's an official law. This is not an edict. This is a long-standing law that a lot of people had no idea was even passed 75 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. How because... long that's been going on. Lying dormant under the surface, and then whenever something like what's going on arises, we're like, oh, no, this is this is a seventy-five year old law. This is this has always been, right? You know, right. no worries. You know, we've all we've got this all figured out. And you know, I listen. I the the thing I've learned about our government is is that if they can take advantage of a situation, they will. Oh, absolutely. And they've done that on numerous occasions. So nine eleven, nine eleven, post nine eleven. Yeah. Let's talk about nine eleven. Okay. USA Patriot Act. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, like, if you're not suspicious about the government, just in general, you're missing, you're missing something. There, there's something that you're not paying attention to. And if you're not suspicious post 9-11, because the USA Patriot Act was signed into law, it's like a five, 600 page document, yeah. signed into law a month after the 9-11 attacks. Uh-huh. You, Are you saying that they already had this beforehand? I am saying they already <laughs> had this beforehand. Huh. Absolutely. You know, there was a, there was an X-Files spinoff, the, the three guys, and I don't remember their names, but they, they did a video where uh, a plane was about to crash into the World Trade Center. This was long before 9-11. The, the three guys, they were like these... Did you ever see the X-Files? No, I mean, I watched it a little bit. Those three weird guys, and I don't remember their name. They're like conspiracy theorists. Um, they were, they, they did a, they did their own spinoff show. And in one of those episodes, and it might've been the first one, but this plane crashed right into the World Trade, World, uh, Trade Center mm -hmm. right before 9-11. <laughs> Twain! Yeah. <laughs> so I wish I could remember the name of that show. Well, you'll think of it while I'm, we're in I'm the middle sure. of it and just throw it I'm out sure. there. Um, it has something to do with John Kennedy's assassination. Lone gunman. I think they're called the lone gunman. Okay. I never okay. watched it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. But the X-Files was good. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. But, uh, you know, I remember, I remember, if we're going to be talking about this, I remember that there was anthrax being sent out to individuals. Yeah. Right after the 9-11 uh, attacks. Yeah, sent to, you know, people well, in Congress. Yeah. Trent, uh, not Trent Lott. Um, the guy who was the Democrat, uh, he was the senator, the um, the minority leader, and I don't remember his name at this. Not that he was very important. I know there was Dick Gephardt was the head of the uh, Congress, but I don't remember the senator's name. He was kind of a, eh. Yeah. Null and void type of person. Null and void, I mean, just, yeah. No yeah. one really worth remembering. Dashel, I think his name was Dashel. Tom, Tom Dashel. Tom Dashel, that was his yeah. name. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, don't yeah. breathe in that but white powder. He, he, uh, <laughs> oh, and that that uh, that Courage guy from CBS, Dan Rather. I think he received uh, 
I think he received yeah. a little courage. bit of effect. It takes yeah. a lot of courage to lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, he, re- he received he received anthrax. Yeah. So yeah, there were several people who did receive anthrax. Now, nine eleven mm-hmm. was this law passed that was okay. We got to oh, fight the war on terror. I want to say something real quick. I supported the Patriot Act when it happened because. Yeah. I was under the belief, okay, we need this because we have, um, you know, terrorists running amongst oh, yeah. us in this country. Um, but and you that know, was how it Snowden, was sold. That was how it was sold. Well, when Snowden exposed what was what our government was doing, how mm-hmm. they're listening to all our conversations. Okay, folks, that's not good. No, not. And what's funny is like a guy that you, both of us know made this statement one time to me, like. I don't mind the government listening in on my conversation because I don't have anything to hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, how do you know you don't have anything to hide? Do you uh, was do you ever read that book uh, by Kafka called The Trial? No, I haven't uh, read that one. No. I would, I would read it. So I mean, Go- but, you know, government just you know we're gonna take you, uh, put because, you on trial. What are the charges? Well, you know. Yeah, you'll figure out once once everything gets. And that's the thing is like. You may think right now, I have I have nothing to hide. That that doesn't matter. Things can change. Like we we noticed this. We talked about cancel culture last week. Mm-hmm. You you can just up and create something that is hate speech when it's not hate speech, and then you're in prison because you were talking on the phone because you didn't mind having the government overhear your conversations, and you're like, oh. That's fine. I completely trust the government until all of a sudden yeah. the government comes knocking on your door. Well, I mean, the world has a history of abusing its power. Um, you know, whether, okay, the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution, um, if you stated anything, um, there was a, the author, Solzhenitsyn, mm-hmm. he wrote a letter criticizing Stalin. Yeah. And he's thrown to the gulag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, right now, okay, well, that can't happen in America. Well, right now, just the fact that you may have been present in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th. Yeah, of which I was. You could be guilty of treason. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what I can't even think of the word now, where um, the, it was treasonous behavior. Um, it begins with a D. Help Domestic or terrorist. Yeah, there's something else. I can't even remember what. Deranged. It, tell you what, I'll circle back. Yeah, you I'll got a lot of things to, to circle yeah. back on, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise. This is but what, the thing is, this is why we need to have a show where we can stop and I can formulate. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, not at all. I enjoy this much more where you're just like stuck deer in the headlights. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, it's these words that I'm trying to remember <laughs> what they are and I can't. God, if I was in my 20s, I would. <laughs> yeah, I you know? bet you would. That's why I could be one of those game shows if I'm in my 20s now. I'd be like, um, 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 wait, I know it, I know it. Uh, a type of dog, a type of yes. dog, <laughs> type of dog. Uh, mutt. Anyways, all right. So 9-11 was based on, okay, we've got to protect the American people against terrorists. Now we begin the war on terror, like officially hardcore the war on terror. And everybody's like, hey, hey. Now I can honestly say, and I, I told you earlier, I was an idiot in high school and college, uh, Ignorant and an idiot. Like, I was just... I wasn't a smart kid. Okay? But, going through the USA Patriot Act and reading it from one of my journalism classes and doing a report on I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. They're able to just carte blanche, like, do anything they want to and just say, well, why are you doing this because this is against the Constitution? Well, we consider this person a possible threat of being a terrorist. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, home free. That's all you more or less had to do is say, we think that this person could be a terrorist. And it's like, okay, FISA court. You know, that's where it all originated from. Yeah, but look at the abuses of what took place with President Trump. President Trump. Okay. Yeah. This guy was a Russian asset, you know, and people constantly said, well, against terrorism, there was also something created uh, against bioterrorism. Now, all of a sudden, the uh, the public health officials, even the, this, um, a number of the, the state attorneys general uh, got involved in helping create what is known as the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act. Now, when this was introduced to Congress, even the ACLU was like, this is not good. Uh, this goes against the Constitution, goes against civil liberties. Uh, maybe you should go ahead and 
drafted again. So they redrafted it, brought it back in December of 2001. And guess what? Still, the ACLU was like, this is still no good. As much as we think that this type of action is necessary to combat possible bioterrorism and protect the American people from pandemics, disease, bioterrorism, whatever, mm -hmm. this goes against the Constitution and civil liberties across the board. Well, if you remember, after 9-11, after we were ready for the government to just do anything to protect us. Mm -hmm. And... They, I mean, they ran with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, looking back, look, I, I'm guilty of allowing and permitting the government to do these things. Mm -hmm. But when you look back, you're sitting going, you know, what was I thinking? We were giving our government carte blanche to do whatever it wanted. And they are, they have abused the power, again, with some of the things that we mentioned about like Snowden. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, they're, they've gone way beyond what they were permitted to do. Yeah. And just listening to our conversations in general, which could backfire and hurt us later on if you're being viewed at as a threat in any way, simply because you're maybe condemning the president of the United States, no matter who it is. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, okay, you'd be saying, well, you know, Biden, you know, okay, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Biden, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I don't want to sit and be arrested because I'm criticizing right. him because I'm now no longer, con I'm now considered like a I threat. I wouldn't want anybody domestic... being, being arrested right. for criticizing Trump. Right. Like, I mean, when if you criticize Trump, I, I don't want you to be, in fact, if you were arrested for criticizing Trump, I'd be like, whoa, hold on. No, 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 yeah, no. It's a different no. state. Yeah. And believe me, I've had plenty of friends who criticize Trump. Oh, yeah. But I don't want anyone to go to prison or to go to jail or be detained for it. Right. Now, back to the Model State Act, this thing is so jacked up. I want to read a couple of things. In the preamble, uh, this is the second draft. In the preamble, I just want to read two lines. Okay. Okay. And the very first line of the preamble gets something very important wrong. And tell me if I'm wrong about thinking this. But it says, in the wake of the tragic events of September 11, 2001, our nation realizes, when you're speaking for the entire nation, anyways, um, our nation realizes that the government's foremost responsibility is to protect the health, safety, and well-being of its citizens. Okay. Well. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that the foremost responsibility is to protect the health yeah, the government's of the of, government's of the citizens' responsibility no. is to manage. Yeah, security. Yeah. Yes, I, I can go with that because that's in the the preamble of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. You know, defense. But the health of the individual. No, if that was the case, then we would have nationalized healthcare system, yeah. a government-run healthcare. We have to get rid of fast food restaurants. Exactly. So the foremost, this guy who is a professor over at Georgetown and also uh, is in conjunction with Johns Hopkins, which is why Johns Hopkins is an effed up universe. That, that whole thing, that whole group right there mm -hmm. is in up to their neck with all this stuff that's going on. I could go off, but I'm not going to. This is freaking weird. But anyways, this guy gets it wrong at the very beginning, along with a lot of the, the state's Attorneys generals, they get this. Look, you're not in. You're, you, that's not your foremost responsibility. Does it take care of the health of the public? Yeah. No. I keep looking at that. That just doesn't. Like, and people who say no, 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 that's it. Then you got it wrong. I'm sorry. Hmm. Now we can disagree, but you're wrong. If you think that the health is the the state is supposed to take care of your health, then you are advocating for nationalized health care at that. Then you're also advocating for the apprehension and detention of individuals based on reasonably suspicious, you know, infection. I want to say something. According to the Public Health Service Act. I want to say something that could potentially put us through a rabbit hole, but I'm not going to go there. I just want to mention something real quick. Mm -hmm. Right now we have a flood. We have an invasion in our southern borders. And I read somewhere that the people who are infected with COVID that are being brought into the country with the catch and release are somewhere up to 50%. Now, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I'm reading in the papers. Up to 50% of many of the uh, areas, uh, the, the locations of where these, these, uh, these people from the Central America and mm -hmm. elsewhere from around the world, 
the infection rates for COVID are, are up to 50%, but they're letting them go because they just don't have any room in these facilities. Yeah. So is that going to backfire? I mean, if, if the government's foremost responsibility is to protect us, mm-hmm. then should they be letting all these people in? And are they going to use this against Americans? Because they're now going to say, it's all about- look, we have, look at these numbers of people. The hospitals are now up to 100% capacity. Yeah. We need to, uh, you know, Lena Hidalgo is going to sit and say, oh, we need to bring back the draconian laws. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it, 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 But it's all about picking and but choosing. But even if it's 10%, I mean, they said 100,000 100, people came through the borders for, the, for February or March. 100,000. Okay, now this is... This is from uh, either the Border Patrol or ICE is stating that that's the number. So, I mean, that is the government. That's not, you know, um, Rush Limbaugh stating this. This is the federal government saying they've they've already detained about 100,000 people just Rush in Limbaugh February. Rush Limbaugh is dead. I know, but I'm just, because there's people going to say, oh, well, you know, you, you, who are your sources? Well, it's from the government itself. Yeah. And the government's not Trump. The government is Biden. But if you have 100,000, they're saying at least 10%, up to 50%. Of a hundred thousand, that's if on the low part, that's ten thousand people. Yeah. Okay, and you're letting them come into the country. Mm-hmm. So, is this now going to be used to say, well, see, you need to put on those masks because the infection rates are yeah. going up? But they won't look at the source. It's all about picking and choosing. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier. Like, but they're not protecting us. We got we got two different counties, right? We got okay. we got Montgomery County, we yeah. got Harris County, Blue County, Red County. Right. Well, guess what? It's all about the political football that's being used by both to say because this guy, this nut job, he's, he's hopefully going to be you know removed or not removed, but you know somebody will win the election, the next election. Mm-hmm. He started putting all these crazy things in, like oh yeah. 10, 10 p.m. curfew, junk like that. You had to have, to have a letter from your boss saying that you could drive around like Nazi Germany, like freaking the Stasi running around, like, hey, let me check out your papers. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, we gotta we gotta undo that. We can't we can't do that. Like, dude, you've already stepped in the bear trap. Now you're trying to undo it. It's too mm-hmm. late. This chick over here, Lena Hidalgo, she's a mess, right? But you got plenty of people who are like, okay, that's fine. That, that lines up with me politically. As long as it's adverse to what my political opponents hate, okay, that's fine. I'm fine with it. That's where we are right now. And it's not about freedom. It's not about liberty. It's about winning and losing according to your, it's political gamesmanship. Now, I want to add in this also with the preamble. It says, each state is responsible for safeguarding the health, security, and well-being of its people. Also, not true. Um, state and local governments must be able to respond rapidly and effectively to public health emergencies. This this stuff is so open-ended. It's it's crazy because then you you had to get into defining certain things, and if you don't define them in the law, then it opens it up for these people who are not elected that cannot be removed by you, the, the citizens. And so you're, you're stuck. I want to read this part as well. This is something that really stood out to me. It says, the act, the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act, the act recognizes that a state's ability to respond to a public health emergency must respect the dignity and rights of persons. Yay, yeah, that's, that's good, right? The exercise of... Emergency health powers is designed to promote the common good. Also a good thing to say. Emergency powers must be grounded in a thorough scientific understanding of public health threats and disease transmission. Okay. All right. Guided by principles of justice, state and local governments have a duty to act with fairness and tolerance towards individuals and groups. Okay. All of this sounds good, right? The act thus provides that In the event of the exercise of emergency powers, the civil rights, liberties, and needs of infected or exposed persons will be protected to the fullest extent possible, consistent, and this is where it gets weird, consistent with the primary goal of controlling serious health threats. In other words, everything that was just stated is null and void if we think that what would because the whole controlling the serious health threat now supersedes your personal liberties. And guess what? This was shot down in, in, in Congress. Congress didn't accept it, accept it. So we're all good, right? Wrong. Guess what? Almost all states 
have adopted some form of the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act. Is it about like what thirty three or? Is well, it's that... thirty. It's it's more now. Okay. Yeah, but that was the last number put out. So, uh, but just about you know well more than half. So thirty three. Um, yeah, I guess about thirty three um, have adopted some form of this legislation. So you're wondering, like, how is it that our county judge or our mayor or our governor um, or city council or whoever else or public health officials have so much power? How is it that in some states they would come knock on my door and take take off with me? Mm-hmm. How is it they're able to, you know? I mean, they're doing that in Europe. I, I've seen like in England where people are being arrested. For... I don't care about Europe. Well, I don't care it's... about England. I care about what's going on over here. And we're like, oh, oh, oh that's fine. And because that's one of the things. What are you, one of the nationalists? Yeah. Maybe. To care we about... talked about that. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like people will be like, well, you know, they're doing it over in, in England. They're doing it like, that's not the model I want to no, follow. No, I know that. I'm just no, stating. No, I'm saying, I'm just... but people use what you just said yeah. as a defense. No, I'm not you're, using it as You're a using it as I'm, like, yeah, they're doing that they're over doing, there. Yeah, and, that, and I mean, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, No, I've I seen, know what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm saying like people will actually use it as defense. Like we need to follow in the footsteps of the EU. Like, really? Whatever the United Nations says, we need to do that. Like, mm. have you looked at what the United Nations saying and doing? Are they raping everybody up in here. Well, I mean, look at like Sudan, China, all these other free com- countries that you know, or in the Human Rights uh, Council. Council for the yeah. UN. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, really? <laughs> it's like, uh, that's who that's who's running your show? Why don't you and, put a rapist in a public health uh, forum and, right. you know, oh, well, I know what's good for you. So. Yeah, why don't you put a rapist up in a, as, a, as a judge in a, in a court? Why not? Yeah. Or a murderer, serial killer. Why don't we have Bundy over there running, you know, the Supreme Court? You know well, he knows what serial killers do, so he should yeah. be in a in a position of power. So here's the three things that ACLU pointed out about the, the Model Health Act. I can't believe we're actually going to the ACLU. I know, it is crazy, but that's how I, I think it proves the point even more. Is like a group that you and I, a lot of times, don't agree. Don't agree with yeah. is actually making very valid I mean, points when, when they're even stating. Hey, wait a minute. This is mm-hmm. going a little too far. Yeah. Then... Yeah. You want to read, read off what those three things are, the ACLU? Uh, let's see. First one is it fails to include basic checks and balances. One of the which, basic principles of, of right. our Constitution. It goes well beyond bioterrorism, and it lacks privacy protections. So it's very open-ended. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there are people that we elect uh, throughout this country... State and local governments. They'll run with fine it. with it. Yeah, yeah. and they'll run. And, and the people, a lot of the people who support some of these leftist policies will justify it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's for public safety. Hey, it's for dude, public not health. even just leftists. Like, they're, they're Republicans sometimes, like your buddy Dan Crenshaw. You know, remember when we gave him hell about uh, the red flag laws? I remember that. I, I was very disappointed. Very. I mean, I'm still a fan of him, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like going, Dan, Dan, what are you doing? Come on. Come on, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, he got... But, but he did. Here's then. my question, and, and, and I think you, you brought it up is like, but do people care about these three things? Like, in general. As long as whoever they supported is in charge, That's I think what they'll I'm be afraid. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, look, they again, will trust. I, I was guilty. I mm-hmm. was guilty. I, you know, I voted for Bush in 2000, and I was like, I trust that he will do what is, you know, that he'll protect us. And yes, I, because I was frightened after 9 11. I was. I was like, well, A lot of wow. People were. Yeah. And I was like, Man, we have, uh, I think the term is a fifth column. We have a fifth column within our country. They could be everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, these those four guys were living in the United States. I mean, they went to a strip bar for crying out yeah. loud. So, The majority of those guys were from Saudi Arabia. Interesting, we didn't well, the, attack the, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the foot soldiers were from Saudi Arabia. But I think one, let's see, there was an Egyptian. There was a Lebanese guy. Man, ruined it for... People were like you. Yeah, but no, it was an Egyptian, a Lebanese guy. Uh, I don't remember where the other two were from. Yeah. But... Uh, they said, let's go after Afghanistan and Iraq. Yes, yeah. yes. But, you know, I mean, Saudi Arabia, that's... 
Like, our grand, all right, Wahhabism does come from there, which is which is the foundation of much of this. Uh, yeah, behavior. last time I, I checked, I think they, I don't know how many billions of dollars that they spend on terrorism or whatever, but it's a lot. So, Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia, yeah. Okay. What, to yeah. fight it or to no, support? No, to support. Yeah. <sighs> well, we need their oil. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 This, which is why we shouldn't drill anymore, no more fracking, no and more what pipelines. What is it, Prince Ali? Fabulousy? Ali Ababwa? I don't think he was around. He wasn't no, in power not. back then. There was somebody else. So um, that is a, that is the question. It's like, do people actually care about the checks and balances? Do they care about the open-ended verbiage of these these acts that give absolute power to people who are elected and not elected? And uh, do they care about the privacy protections, like the person we were mentioning earlier? Like, I don't care. You know, I got nothing to hide. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. It's called your privacy. You got plenty to hide. Yeah. We all have something to hide, even if it's not like super detrimental. We all have something to hide. We all don't want these people who we don't know listening in on our conversations, yeah. even if it's a, a good conversation with your grandmother. I don't want them listening well, in. Well, I mean, even even Jefferson and Madison were speaking out against, you know, where the government, the mm-hmm. Alien and Sedition Acts, where the government can just throw you in prison or yeah. throw you in jail because of some of the things that you're saying. Yeah. And... I mean, they warned us about this over 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. 220-some, 22, 90, 1798? You done? What are you talking about? 1798, 1789? Je- 1798. What is that? That's when uh, the Alien and Sedition Act. Oh, Alien and Sedition Act. Yeah, and Jefferson and Madison were like going, wait a minute. Wait no, a minute, John. No, no, stop, stop, hey. you know. I mean, you know, Jefferson and, and Adams were good friends, but... Yeah, I mean and they they, they even falling yeah, out. Yeah, they did have a falling out. But I mean, you know, Jefferson and Adams, Jefferson and Madison were like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. and, and they were even encouraging states to ignore mm-hmm. the the uh, to ignore the laws, notifications. One of the things I did want to bring up is the the precedent that was set by our Supreme Court to say that if it's a federal law, the federal government cannot compel state and local law enforcement governments to enforce the federal law. And that goes all the way back to 1793 with the Fugitive Slave Act. Um, This was Justice Joseph's story, and he said that states can't be compelled to carry out federal law. Um, And we get a little reiteration of that in 1997 with the Brady Gun Bill, which we talked about Mm -hmm. thoroughly when we did talk about the red flag laws right um and so it was this pushback of like you can't force local law enforcement these police chiefs uh these sheriffs to enforce a federal law if it's going to be enforced it's going to be enforced federally which is why i think a lot of these states these legislatures these governors whoever else decided yeah let's go ahead and create these model state emergency health powers acts well, you know, um, another rabbit hole here that, you know, if uh, we have a federal government right now that is very much into gun control, mm-hmm. and I heard Nancy Pelosi, when, when President Trump enacted some sort of emergency law in regards to the border, mm-hmm. he was able to get the funding for the wall. Yeah. I remember Nancy Pelosi saying, okay, you just wait, when we're in charge, we're going to use that against guns, where we're going to call for a national emergency, and then we're going to enact certain gun laws mm-hmm. in the name of an emer- national emergency. Yeah. So, just another rabbit hole, but... Yeah. Okay, please continue. Political footballs. Yep. Being thrown about. All right, so, well, that brings our show to an end, ladies and gentlemen. We hope that you enjoyed the discussion. We hope that you learned a lot, and we hope that you actually go and check out some of this stuff. We'll put the links in below, and before you get out of here, make sure you're subscribing either to the podcast or to the YouTube channel. It'd be a great favor to Alan and I, and we'd love you very much. Um, But as we always do, we like to end on a scripture. This comes from Ecclesiastes 3, 3, 1 through 2. It says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. Not to be caustic, but ladies and gentlemen, it is the circle of life. It is the life cycle. Uh, you can't live forever. Um, you only hope to live free or die hard. 
That who one wants, actually wasn't very good. Who wants to live forever? Not me. That's a Queen yeah. song. Good song. Yeah. Highlander? Highlander? You ever see the Highlander? I am immortal. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Where can people find us? Well, they can, uh, <coughs> excuse me. They can find us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You have your Thursday night uh, live chats mm -hmm. on Instagram. I will be having a special guest this Thursday. Really? Yeah. Okay. You want to tell us or you want to? No, you just have to join in. Okay. Now in May, in May, I'm going to go on a little trip. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and interview a couple of authors. Yep. Um, Pensacola and in Mobile. Because there was a couple of great battles. Oh, and, and I'm also going to interview a guy who is an expert in... A Revolutionary War battle that took place in Georgia. Georgia, kind of, you know, backwater country. They mm -hmm. doesn't get much attention in terms of the Revolutionary War, but there were some battles there, and I'm going to talk to an expert on one of them. So, yeah. um, if you're a big fan of uh, Bernardo de Galvez, which is where we get the name Galveston, mm -hmm. um, you'll want to tune in when we go to when we go to those locations in May. There you go. And also in April, the month before May. We're having a very special event, April 17th. It's going to be with uh, a couple of experts, Dr. Stephen Harden and Denton Florian. We're going to be hosting it here in Conroe at Spirit of Texas Bank. Very excited about that. Uh, that is our very first history event that we're putting on. So tickets will go on sale. We're on April 1st. You'll be able to go to www.thesonsofhistory.com and you'll be able to buy tickets. So yeah, you beat me uh, you'll to, be able to do that. Yeah, I was going to skip. You like that, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah I bet you are. Uh, you'll be able to go in person if you're around this area, but you'll also be able to get it digitally, be able to watch it through our Zoom. We'll have this whole thing set up, so it won't be like, oh, Zoom's crappy. Yeah. You know, it's actually going to go through the camera, so it'll be very clear and beautiful, and the sound will be wonderful. Dr. Stephen Harden is like the expert on the Texas Revolution. If if there's a book that you want to read about Battle of Alamo, San Jacinto. Dr. Stephen Hart is the man. In, in fact, the movie The Alamo that came out in 2005, 2006. Yeah, he was an advisor. Yes, he was. So, And so, you can go check out his stuff at Stephen, that's P-H, Stephen L. Harden, H-A-R-D-I-N.com. So, all right, man. You ready to get out of here? I'm ready to go home and watch The Walking Dead. Okay. Well, put your stupid mask back on and I uh, will right. talk to you later. Because I'm going to drive in my car by myself. So Windows up. Yep, windows up. I like it.